Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Biden, red flag laws, funding for states to enact this violation of your Second Amendment. In case you have not figured it out, he did not steal the presidency because he had our best interest in mind. Biden is an axeman. Though he's brain dead, those behind him are the ones swinging the axe. He is here to steal, kill, and destroy America and use other nations to profit off of them. He is a monster, a liar, and a thief, a killer of all things good. That is Joe Biden. September 6th, Wednesday, 2023, I'm Scott Hensler. <coughs> Excuse me. If you have followed me for a while, you know that I am a big ham radio operator which will be one of the few ways to communicate when things go awry. I have a full base station, emergency camper trailer, and my two main vehicles, Toyota 4Runner and a Toyota FJ, all loaded up with ham radio gear. So in case we have to bug out, in case we have to go, plus just enjoying the amateur radio aspect of ham that is a hobby. Now, I've been a techie for a very long time, and it's just something that I have been doing. Well, I got my license in 83, so this is my 40th year of being a licensed amateur radio operator. It's amazing to find out who is a ham. By the FCC classifications, I am a licensed extra-class amateur radio operator, KF7ZDT. That is my call sign. Now, I'm in company with comedian Tim Allen, KK6OTG, TD, excuse me, even Priscilla Presley, NY6YOS, is a licensed ham radio operator. In the past... Walter Cronkite, KB2GSD, and even Marlon Brando, FO or 05GJ. I was inspired when I was around 14 years old, actually before that, but I had the opportunity to meet Arizona Senator Barry Goldwater, and his call was K7UGA. Now, before his death and closing up the Mars station that he ran, that 
meant that he was running communication back and forth for the troops like in Vietnam in the 60s to have a phone patch because cell phones and and uh, long-distance calls were not available into uh, Vietnam. So like in the holidays, Christmas, birthdays, maybe when a spouse was expecting a baby, he would run a phone patch. So otherwise, over the radio, via the radio, they could communicate through the phones. And here we are now in 2023, closing in on 2024, which with uh, just such uncertainty, I am glad I invested such time and effort to assure the ability to have communications. Now, yes, EMPs can be a deal breaker. There's no question about that. But I have done what I can to help protect my equipment, at least as far as having the finances. If you're really truly going to EMP-proof something, you're going to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars. So there's only certain practicalities for someone in our budget range to do this. Now, also relying on the alternative power sources like solar and generators. I see these items like ham radio and emergency power as tools, nothing more. I see nothing as absolute or permanent and these technologies because of their vulnerability. But I can guarantee you that the cell phones are not going to be available for you. I can guarantee you that GPSs, most of you have come to rely on your phone using Google Maps and others to get you from one place to another. But prior to that, GPS was very popular, started in the 80s. I was familiar with it because of the uh, search and rescue man tracking that I was doing. It was starting to come into play. But it was very expensive equipment. And there was only so much accuracy allowed to citizens because it was all and still is run by the military. But when Clinton was in office, through some negotiation, meaning like uh, Garmin and TomTom uh, Tom and some of the other companies, there was a funding exchange for him to open up the bands in the GPS, taking them off of encryption, meaning that anybody that had a GPS could now have accuracy up to a very fine, you know, a, a meter, three meters, nine meters may not sound like it's very accurate, but certainly if you're hiking, if you're navigating, that is accurate. And then you throw in cell phones, which, in, which can triangulate, and now it's getting down to the point that when you pull into an intersection, it knows you are there and can inform you to turn right or left. But I would rather have these items than not, regardless of the potential of losing them during an EMP. At least I increase my chances for not just surviving, but it would be in the way... Uh, to have such a thing for such, you know, for the future, because you really, really never know. And so I see it as being ahead of this demonic game to punish God's people. When, when the New World Order, the cabal, doing what they do, they're violating our rights, our God-given rights, our ability to function, our ability to, to be happy, to 
move about to do things. Now, God gave us a free will, and he gave us uh, the earth to fulfill of spreading the gospel, even multiplying in numbers, and basically doing the work of God. But when you talk about the New World Order or look at the cabal and look at the occult and look at those that are involved on the dark side, they wish to take this all away from us. And the reason is to destroy us. Those who are of the cabal, the New World Order, are useful idiots to the demons and fallen angels. Nothing more. They too will be destroyed. And unlike God's people, will experience the second death to be thrown in to the lake of fire. So it's hard to comprehend that they are really facilitating their own demise. All heads will bow, every knee will bend, no exceptions. And so those that have rejected Christ are accursed. That's why it is so important to know whose side you're on and who you really are serving. When you talk about the Freemasons, when you investigate them, when you research them, and you see their oaths, and you see their ceremonies, it's not the God of the Bible. It's the light bearer. This is who they're serving. Now, a lot of those in the lower ranks, the Blue Lodge, for instance, they may not totally understand this, but they have the ability to research and to look and to ask questions, and they're not. So when they take their oaths, being those of that are supposed to be the spiritual head of the house, they're virtually cursing their own families. We are all serving one side or the other, whether we know it or not. Bill Gates is not just a sociopath by any means, he is also a card-carrying psychopath. And a psychopath means that he was born this way, where a sociopath somewhere either became possessed, they accepted the ability to use demons for their, for their uh, survival. And Bill Gates is an agent of death and destruction because of his classification. His co-conspirators, Yoel Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, even Elon Musk. Now, if you don't think Elon Musk isn't part of this, then you've been deceived. He is not going to be in the position that he is in. He's not going to be allowed to have the monies that he has unless he's on their side. So the overtaking of Twitter and now seeing that things are changing in the direction that they are, even though they're supposedly releasing information about the, uh, the use of, of the CIA and everything else, remember, they let us know their tactics. They let us know what they're doing. They give us these breadcrumbs to chew on while the toast is in the oven, so to speak. And... When you look at all the satellites that are up there, those satellites are fully capable of making us sick, giving us SARS symptoms, giving us COVID symptoms, giving us flu symptoms, causing us to hear voices, causing us to think we're going to lose our mind. 
So whose side do you think he's on? There's also women who are worth billions that are part of this world genocide as well. Not many people speak about them. So they should all be arrested, tried, convicted for crimes against humanity. I think it's safe to say that their names, if not already, will be blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. That means they are unredeemable if it hasn't already taken place. So I have no pity on these guys, whatever happens to them. They made a choice. They have been responsible for the death and destruction, for the the sterilization of millions of of young girls, like in Africa and other countries, that there's not going to be a second generation. There's not going to be a future for these people. Now, could some still be saved? I don't know. Only God knows this answer. But what I do know is there are millions and millions of unsaved that still have a chance. Now, the parable of the workers in the vineyard fields in Matthew 21 through 6 comes to mind when I think of this. So you had those that come early. They get paid a full day's wage. You have some that come in the middle of the day, and then you have some that come in later in the day, and they were all paid a full day's wage. And how this is all going to come together, well, I'm not sure, especially with the complication with the vaccinated, who are, many of them, already been taken before their time. Many will perish before their time. And whether they're going to come to Christ or not, that is uh, unfortunately not a not a good number. Remember the ones mentioned, the billionaires, have the blood of the ones already lost on their hands and will be held accountable for the ones in the future to come that die. This next wave of murder coming in the form of new vaccines shows how hell-bent they are in wiping out mankind. The information is out there. Even even Pfizer and the, the others have posted the side effects. There's information showing that there's, you know, the death rate is up. But people still would rather be told what to do than to take it upon themselves and have the responsibility for their own actions to research and to look into this. So when you try and talk to somebody, when you try and witness to them, when you try and tell them what's going on and they reject it, they even laugh and they scoff at you, isn't it the same as what the apostles dealt with when they tried to preach the gospel? And so when they were set out, what did Jesus say to them? If they don't receive it, shake the dust off your sandals or your feet and move on. Because that household may not receive it, but the one to the left or right may. So if you make the attempt and it's rejected, 
Though, if you have it in your spirit to maybe come back later, certainly go ahead. Because sometimes, you know, when when I uh, when I was younger, long before I became a Christian, it wasn't that I disbelieved. It's just, I guess, the way the church presented it, and the news media, and Hollywood, and and just uh, the the people that were programmed as well. Because that's what it is. It's a programming. We all think we have time, or that it's a decision that's going to come. You know, uh, it's like a light bulb's going to go off, and and I'm going to say I got it. Well, that may be the case for some, but that certainly wasn't the case for me. I had to be virtually thrown into the jaws of hell, the pit of hell, to experience the weeping and wailing and the mashing of teeth to change my heart, to change my thinking. And you would think that today, with what's going on around us and the high death rate, that people would be pounding at the door to hear the gospel. But we also see in Scripture that there will be many, even though the things going around, instead of them turning to God and repenting, they curse God. And so those that have been hell-bent on wiping out mankind have the assistance of those who were brain-dead. Again, useful it is. Now, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me has been around, the saying's been around for a long time. And now when I hear it, I think of Ipec Goat bringing this old saying up. And I think what was being done in Ipec Goat, there's certainly a lot of videos and and people deciphering Ipec Goat. It's a it's an amazing piece of, um, of assembly of, of digital artwork, so to speak, to present the days of Noah, to present what's going to be before us, to present and show us. Now, it's many of it's encrypted, absolutely, but the deciphering has been going on for some time that I think we have a reasonable perspective of what's being done and said in IPEC GOAT. And so when Bush says, you know, uh, fool me once and the, the saying, that He's saying that it's going to come again. Now, look at 9-11, right? They got away with that one. Look at Maui. You know, they possibly may get away with that one. Uh, look at uh, the tornadoes and the other things that have taken place. Look at Iraq and Afghanistan, the, the, uh, the terrible crimes against humanity that have been committed on these people, all through these administrations that are run by the cabal. And so now, all for the most part, have had the opportunity to hear the truth and be receptible and to, to try and avoid their own demise. Because the cabal is not going to stop. This next round of vaccines and the lockdowns and the mass mandates and everything else is absolutely insane. And people know that. And so there will be those who will be fooled a second time, and it's shame on them, because they've had the opportunity to make a decision. God wishes that no man should perish, but we have been given free will 
to choose blessings or curses, referenced in Deuteronomy 11. Did you know God wished he had never made man? Genesis 6, 6. Now, isn't that an odd number in Scripture? God wishing that he never made man in Genesis 6, 6. Or just plain regretted doing so by putting us on the face of this earth. But note, man was made before Adam. Referenced or read in Genesis 1, and note before Genesis 2, created man in our image. But in Genesis 2, then created Adam. Now, God, when he does something, and he finishes, and he's done, and he's, you know, swiping his hands of good job done, he says that he saw that it was good. So that means in Genesis 1, that task, that assignment, the actions that God did is done. And then as we go into Genesis 2, God saw that there was no man to till the ground. And so he created Adam. Another thing that points to a pre-Adamite time is when Cain was banished, saying, But Lord, they will kill me. Well, who is they? So the point of it is that the so-called church, and I'm going to hit this a little harder here, the way that they've been teaching this, and, you know, when I finally started to realize that there really was a separation, and, you know, it was about 10 years ago, and then probably eight to seven, six years ago, I became more vocal about it. I was hammered and hammered hard. There were a few people, one in particular, that really tried to slander me, really tried to cover up the fact that the reality is that there's a pre-Adamite era and that Adam was separated. Now, he was in the garden. And then we find out the serpent came into the garden. Again, I'm going to talk about this. So when you look at Genesis 1 and read it in the end, and then Genesis 2, I suggest that you read it and reread it again and again and again to deprogram the lies and the brainwashing that have come from the church. When you do this, you start to see things are not as they appear, at least those things that have been taught to us. The brainwashing, mind control, has a grip on God's people. Now mix that in with religious spirits, and you've got a cocktail of keeping people dumbed down. And without truth and solid knowledge of God's word, people perish. And we see this in Hosea 4. So is all of this the great deception? Well, I think that if not in whole, that it's in part. But I will say this. There are distinct bloodlines that go back to the garden and establish bloodlines before the garden. Abel and Cain are definitely two different bloodlines. Well, how can this be if, they're, if they've been born from Eve 
and Adam being the father, well, this this just can't be. Cain killing his brother Abel is another defining moment to see that there are two bloodlines. Could possibly be the first genocide. To read in Genesis 3, as it say, and not what the Freemasons Zionist Church says that it says, read what it says. You know, we're to meditate on these things. We're to pray about these things. Many time, I, you know, I had this old chair that someone gave me when I was, uh, I didn't have any furniture. I'd lost my house, and I just, uh, I didn't have anything. They gave me this lamp, and they gave me this chair. And I would sit in this chair under the lamp and read the Word of God. And I would pray, and I would meditate. And it was a time that I am, I am so thankful for because I believe it really set the stage for later years for myself. And to, to see things as they're written and not as, again, what I said the Freemason Zionist Church tries to say that it says, tells us the serpent beguiled Eve. Now, what does beguile mean? Well, it can mean sexually seduced. Otherwise, the serpent came in to Eve, Genesis 3, for she did not know Adam, because in Scripture it says then she knew Adam after she was beguiled by the serpent. Now, giving birth to Cain and then later giving birth to Abel after knowing Adam, that's huge in that order. And since God is a God of order, then that must be the way it is. Now, with Cain already being born, so by my interpretation, as I read the Bible for what it says, and again, not what the Freemason Zionist Church says it says, Cain is the serpent bloodline. He is the offspring of the serpent. The fall of Adam and the transformation of the serpent who was cursed to crawl on its belly to eat the dust. Now, if he was a, quote, snake, as the church or the Catholic church or whoever made the original drawings, would lead you to believe that it was already a ground-crawling, tree-wrapping snake. Well, if he was cursed to be on the ground to serpentine and to crawl along the ground to eat dust, then if he was already doing it, then how does that make any sense? Now, he was, this serpent, in my opinion, would be something along the lines of what we would call a reptilian. Now, as crazy and as weird as that sounds, the fact that he most likely came in either on two feet or four legs, I don't know. But he was more wise than any other beast of the field and more cunning. So, since Adam was made from the dirt, demons reference sometimes during deliverances, calling us dirt. So now, now both bloodlines being cursed because the serpent was cursed and Adam's line was cursed because of the sins that Eve did. But Adam was in charge of the garden. 
he had the responsibility and he should have just thrown that serpent out. So both bloodlines are at war with each other, with the first casualty being Abel. Now combined, the fallen ones during the days of Noah, with disembodied spirits known as demons, now inhabiting the earth. Now, it's interesting to think about that the serpent will eat dust and the fact that Adam was formed from the dust, from the earth, from the dirt. And so is there a connection there in this? I believe there is. Now you have what we have today. The war not just in the physical, but in the spirit, Ephesians 6.12. But now the line of Cain, through the assistance of the fallen ones, are implementing technology. We could refer this in Freemason as Tubalcain, to complete what happened in the garden, to be a murderous time of today. The murder of Adam's bloodline and the bloodline of man will be, unfortunately, cannon fodder. So cannon fodder is where there's those that aren't aware, those that aren't maybe trained and ready to fight, that don't have the ability to fight, they're most likely the ones to first die. And so man, being before Adam, that I believe this is who comes in and grafted in. Not this lie that the so-called Jew of today uh, is the chosen ones. Now, that's not what this is going to be about. I want you to do your own research because a lot of you hearing this for the first time, your knee-jerk reaction will will be to reject it. And, you know, I did too in the beginning because I've been brainwashed. So with this, as was in the days of Noah, it was a mass genocide that God will need to stop or these would be or there would be no flesh left alive, Matthew twenty four twenty two. So how does this all play out? How does this all look? I believe we are already seeing it in action. So have you not, you know, when you've read the Bible or heard, you know, the scripture read and the church interpretation, do we not sometimes think that these events happen quickly, that all of a sudden it's a, it's a flash in the pan and it's over with and we move on to the next one? That when, when we read Scripture, remember these things were over several thousand years. They didn't just happen in a day. They didn't happen in a week. They didn't happen in a, in a, in a month or just a year. Sometimes they came in very slowly. So again, I believe we are seeing this in action. There has been a slow or soft kill with foods, water, contamination, drugs, vaccines, and even radiofrequency radiation killing us off, making us sick, altering who we are. And, you know, one thing that, you know, when I was in Pennsylvania, I lived there for, I was born there, but... I was so young I didn't remember it, and then I moved back in the 70s. 
I can remember the first time that I really had the opportunity to engage with the Amish. And I noticed that I was uh, 22, I think, 21, 22 years old when I moved there. And the the men that were my age and up through their 40s, what really surprised me is how healthy they looked. To see a 40-year-old man with rosy cheeks was kind of weird for me. Because the last time that I really ever saw rosy cheeks with anyone my age is when I was a kid. And by the way, Adam is also one of the reference to 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 reference one who blushes and that's for another time but what i'm getting at is the amish no drugs no vaccines no gmos no pesticides no alcohol no marijuana but we are sickly we are cash cows for the cabal to keep us sick and keep going and having us go to doctors means a never-ending supply of money. We are cash cows. We are money engines for the New World Order. And now the cow's milk has dried up and is now being taken to the slaughter. That was one of the things I learned on my grandmother's farm, that a cow was used for milking for a certain period of time. Same thing with laying hens that there's a point in time that they're just turned into meat. So back to the beginning of the show, who's ready for this final battle? One of the reasons that I, again, got all the ham radio equipment, been working on gardens and and uh, my wife working on tinctures and, and canning food and preparing ourselves is in hopes that we are then able to at least have a supply of food that is healthy to keep us strong during the battles. And so who's ready for the final battle? Who's able to stand? Who's able to speak freely the truth even when they are taken up to the synagogues for judgment? Note that I said synagogues. This line of Cain, whether you believe it or not, or just not sure, I get it. It takes some time to to have it uh, go into the right place. Men are reasonable about put compartmentalizing things in their mind. Women tend to be more of an open room. That's not necessarily across the board, but to finally comprehend you know it's like it's like uh dealing with the the death of a loved one you know we we have denial we have anger we we have acceptance and this order that comes in when the truth comes to us then what we thought died but this is a case that's good because in the new understanding of the truth, we can stand. So, so now because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, gave us not just life, but the ability to fight back against the murderous that from day one that it was written 
have been here to kill us. And I'm, I'm just trying to get it in a little bit at a time. You know, I've been through this before. Many of you have listened to me over the years. So not just with the ability to stand in the physical, that if you're, if, if, if you truly hear from God, now, I'm very careful about people that say that they hear from God, the Holy Spirit said this, the Holy Spirit said that, because many of these people haven't been through deliverance. And so they, they may have good intentions, and they may want to serve God, but just as myself, when I was younger, I was extremely clairvoyant. I had the ability to know things before they happened. I knew people's names. I knew all kinds of things as a young child that otherwise I had no way of knowing. And then one day, when I had a, a, a familiar spirit and a false prophet spirit and a lying, deceiving spirit cast out of me, then all of that went away. There was, and, and by the way, when I say the clairvoyant, that the knowledge and the, the things that were brought to me brought no worth. It was always death. It was always bad things. It was always something no good. Now, you can get a word from the Holy Spirit. You can be advised ahead of time to be cautious, absolutely. But when those things are removed and those things are taken away, and then to, to truly hear the Word of God, to know that when you receive something that it lines up with the Word of God, because that is our, that is our baseline. And not to use anything improperly. So when God tells you to do something, and I've talked about this in my book, Second Heaven Invasion, that, <coughs> excuse me, when you're sleeping and all of a sudden you're either getting the dream vision that I talked about or you're, you're, you're waking up knowing that something's wrong, that you either got a picture, a vision, or, you know, it it isn't that I always get a vision. It's it's more that I get get a a word of knowledge. And in this is referred to as pistis that you know that you know. But when you figure something out, do you not create an image in your mind? Like if you're doing a mathematical equation or if you're trying to fix something and now all you get it. Uh, or you're trying to understand something and you visualize it, that's generally how it works for me. So during deliverance, sometimes I will get these words of knowledge. So unfortunately, those now that say they're in Christ or say that they believe Jesus and that they love God, that with the ability to stand against the wiles of the enemy, because they are not, in reality, or denying the power of God to defend ourselves. So many will have some great explaining to do at the Bema Seat of Christ. 
So some years ago, I had to hit the reset button. Because as I, as I start going through deliverance and start getting rid of the old man and, and uh, feeling, you know, the, you know, where there was fear, there's now courage. Where there was confusion, there's now wisdom and discernment. And, I, and these are the things that I say in my prayers. That upon the understanding of the order of God and what he expects us to do, this was a natural drive within my spirit to do these things. Now, over the years that I have been doing deliverance and I've been praying for people, there really wasn't anybody that I denied praying for until about 2016. And something drastically changed. Something was altered. And there were those that would come for help, but they really didn't want to change. They, maybe they were targeted, maybe they were whatever, but they weren't willing to change their lives. And so upon praying for them and casting demons out and doing this and that, the demons would come back. Or there was just a never-ending where I never got anywhere with them when for years and years and years I was holding about a 99.9% success rate. Now all of a sudden everything dropped down to about 60-some-odd percent. And it's very tiring, very frustrating that when you really give it your all and you work with people and you, you try and do you know the best that you can, and they don't, and nothing happens. They don't get anywhere. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, that headache went away, okay? But they still have a propensity or iniquitous pull to continue in their sins that will bring that headache back. Now, when we find out about everything that we have learned has come from the Freemason Zionist Church, that I myself started to read the Bible for what it says and not what they said that it says. And when you get words of knowledge and you hear from God, when you read the word, it starts to make sense. So this, this, uh, this curse, which can be a witchcraft mind control curse, see, when you have someone who stands at the pulpit and they're liars. They're Freemasons. If they're a Mason and they're standing in the pulpit, they're a wolf in sheep's clothing. They're a liar. They're not, they're not there to bring you to salvation. They're to keep you confused that you experience the second death. There is no other way to look at this. And when you start to understand that, and reject those things of the past, and a whole new understanding of the great spiritual war we are in will take place. You'll get it. Then the light bulb comes on. Because when it did for me, it was such a shock. It was heartbreaking. It was, it was, shook me to my very core. And, and with this new knowledge and then 
seeing things as they are. This helped confirm who I was and who I am in Christ, which secured my authority over serpents and scorpions, Luke 10.19. You're in this fight whether you like it or not. No one gets sidelined. You're in the game, so I suggest to start acting like it. And what I mean is that if if you um sometimes it's it's i have to be careful about what i say and you know th- there was a time that um that i was so wound up before deliverance that i that i carried many things with me that was very concerning to other people and i lost friends i lost relations i got you know There's just things that take place because of behaviors that manifest because of the open doors that allow demons to come in because of our sins. And so it isn't maybe who we are or who we started out to be, because we were all children at one time, unless we're cursed with being a a psychopath. But there's potential for us to be narcissists. There's potential for us to be psychopaths. There's potential for us to be those with borderline personality, Jezebels, and different other personality disorders as classified because we embraced it, we seeked it, we did things. So those who were infected with witchcraft, you seeked it. You played tarot cards. You did the Ouija board. And almost everybody did the Ouija board, and I will guarantee you that everyone's got a monkey on their back. And it is extremely hard and sad to see those that don't quite understand who they are reject pretty much what Jesus did on the cross. Because if you don't act in the authority, if you say you are a Christian and you steal, if you say you are a Christian and you lie, and you say that you are a Christian, then you are a liar. And we see that those who do such things or practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We also see that you can have your name blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. We also see that all liars will have their turn in the lake of fire. So my point in all this is just get ready, be prepared, and and when you hear scripture when you read scripture when when you really want to just understand things in the basic form because God is not complicated though his ways are not our ways he does not do things in the order that we expect he already knows the future and so he puts things in place in his order to fulfill what he started and when we see it that way when we understand that there is truly evil out there that wants to destroy us, because many people are angry with God. And when I went through what I went through, there, there, was, a, there was a moment where I was. But what really surprised me 
was the people in the church who kept telling me, don't be angry with God, when I wasn't. Because I knew that the things that were taking place were because of the evil, because of the curses, and the sins that I had committed to allow these things to take place. And so, in my very short expression of anger towards God was quickly quenched. Because I came to the understanding... See, there was a a great deal of depression that came in with this. And, And this dark cloud that descended down and encapsulated me through this horrible time that I knew in my spirit that the only way out of this was a relationship with God. And if I was angry at him, then how's that going to work? And so I was able to be free of that. But it was a choice. All right. Moving on. So the past week, for the Devonators, that did not, it just did not go well for them at Burning Man. Now, if you remember a couple of shows ago, I talked about my concerns of those at Burning Man being closely formed together, thousands and thousands of people in one place, whether it was going to be a do weapon, whether it was going to be um, weather weapons, whether it was going to be disease, whether it was going to be something of, of electromagnetic radiation, I believe that these things all took place. But what I, what I think really was going on was the experiment. Just, just look at Burning Man as a great big Petri dish. Okay? So this was a great opportunity via satellites to document the behavior of those under stress. You've seen Google Maps, the ability to show not just things from above, but also from side views. Now, I know they use the cars that went around and they photograph, but there's a whole technology that many of you may not be aware of. This is called side imaging. This is not just using optics, it's also using microwave. So like J. Helm, where the military actions against U.S. citizens took place, imaging from above in real time, plus psychotronic monitoring of people's emotions and thoughts, this is part of the cell phone technology, this is before 5G, where all basically the information was grabbed by AI processed, put into place to determine the next actions, the next actions of the military to do whatever the AI told them to do. This was a massive experiment. And I think Burning Man falls into that place. And not to forget, those at the Burning Man are now entertaining new demons. So this is just a hodgepodge of disaster. So is there also a new strain of sickness? Is there more to come out of this? Well, we'll find out, certainly in time. Now, 
certainly with the 2024 elections, and then to see that the ADL is finally being exposed for who they are, but by the way, that may be some type of psyop. People are wakening up. And because of this, they're bringing in the new mandates. China, potentially, war is imminent. Banks closing. And the ones that are open don't have all of your money. Go in, if you've got thousands of dollars, go and try and take it out. And the demons possessed, like the Black Peg, will, like lemmings, be running off the cliff. So, many of you may remember that um, there there is a the ability through psychotronics to get people to hear voices and to even have images. And, and I'm not talking about Project Bluebeam. I'm talking about through the carrier waves, and I've gone into detail in some of my teachings before, that the, you know, your brain and your body operate off of electrical impulses and chemicals. And chemicals themselves can be ones to transmit information, you know, such as, you know, uh, pheromones and different um, hormones. You know, you've got the pineal gla gland, you've got the pituitary gland, you know, you've got uh, different things that cause fight or flight. Well, these can all be manipulated and controlled. And that's what demons do. So when they get into your crawl, when they get into your brain, when they get into your mind and their tentacles go out, they pull the electrical impulses. They block it, they generate it, they quadruple it, they have it. They do different things to cause you to think and to do different actions. So the electromagnetic spectrum in certain frequencies can certainly do the same thing. Now, I would think that we are at a point in time that things should have come to an end. But I think God has run interference for us, because if he did not, we would be much worse off than we are right now. So the door is being held open as long as possible for the lost to get their act together. Now, those at Burning Man that may have gone just out of curiosity. I saw where they were interviewing somebody who's been there for like 20 years. And, <laughs> you know, if, if, if you haven't quite figured out that's not where you should be, then I think you're one of the lost. But, you know, it's like that person I was talking about that said they went to Burning Man they had an experience where they knew something entered into them and they were never right this you know after that and that meant that they now had anxieties and fears and phobias and bad luck and you know just everything that demons can do but they seeked deliverance they repented so that broke the legal right of the divination that took place during these ceremonies this effigy and I was able to cast the demons out. And so there is going to be more people coming to Christ. And I think this is one of the reasons that things are moving slow. Things, by the way, are going to be in their time.
And by the way, you know, for those that are coming to Christ, we still need to be ready for those who call out for salvation. We are told we are commanded in the commandments of Jesus Christ, the Great Commission, to do so. But the demonic interaction rate is so high that I think the numbers are going to be very low. I fear young girls are more likely to reject Jesus right now with all the brainwashing they have received and the rebellious spirit they have embraced. Young men, on the other hand, seem to be drawn towards conservative values, which is, which is wonderful. But unfortunately... Because of the vaccinations, because of the sterilization, because of, of all the stuff that they've been doing to the younger people, you know, I myself, I'm an old dog. I'm not going to be having any more kids. It doesn't matter. But, you know, when, when you're a teenager up through, you know, your 20s and into your 30s, these are natural actions that God has given us to become married, to, to, to have children, to, uh, to, to fulfill the commandments. And if they're not captured by perversion demons who tell them to cut off their manhood, there's also going to be those that come out of this spell. So we need to be ready for these people, even if they did the unthinkable and allowed themselves to be mutilated. Because when they come out of the spell, they're going to need the love of God. Even though no longer whole as God intended them, they will still need the love of the Father. There's no question about it. Have you ever done something and then you realize that what you did was really stupid and, and you think maybe God wouldn't forgive you for it, but then you come to the realization that he did? This is... This is this is an unbelievable act of love that comes from our Creator. If they did not go through spiritual full bathment, meaning that they gave themselves just not physically, but embraced the bathment, because that's bisex, right? That many of those that did that are not coming back, but if they're just eunuchs, we even see that eunuchs can be saved in Matthew 19.12 and Acts 8.26. Eunuchs threw Jezebel off the tower. So it's going to be interesting how this all plays out with those that went through surgery. Because many of them were lied to. And now, you know, I saw, I saw a video where this woman had virtually convinced her son that he was actually a girl. And he looked like a girl because he was still young. And this was, and some of you have probably seen this, this was the video where they were at the doctor's office and the doctor was saying, you know, it was time, you know, to put in, you know, uh, puberty blockers. Well, you know, and, and I have talked about this, but, you know, this, this doctor is, was a woman. This doctor is a monster, and this mother is a monster. 
this woman has virtually being you know allowing the boy and convincing the boy to take the puberty blockers this boy will never be the same when it comes time to you know you go through puberty and you go through the change that if you stop this that these developments that take place whether you know downstairs right for a man that if that is hampered and and ladies you laugh at us for you know thinking whether we're whole men or not this actually can play out it can be a problem or it can be even a curse to be one that is so endowed that that's all that's in their head you know you note the statues of Rome and so forth that when there was, you know, a naked statue of a man that their sizes were, you know, comparatively small. That's because they thought if anyone that had a larger unit, so to speak, the bigger it is, the dumber they were. And so the smaller, then the more educated, the more intelligence. Well, unfortunately, that doesn't always play out this way. And so by, you know, the other thing, too, is them not developing to be able to reproduce. And so again, this is genocide. This is an extermination. This is virtually altering God's plan. So for the ones who took part in turning children into confused, mutilated victims, it does not end well, including the parents of these children. Because this was not God's plan. These, these people are sick. Interesting to know that women seem to be the biggest supporters of mutilating their own children. That is a fact. And not to forget the girls who are now sterile. Even those who are cutting their breasts off. There will be a day, just like when I, I talked about um, uh, in the movie where convincing someone to jump off a roof to commit suicide that before the people hit the ground, the demons that confuse them and program them and cause them to do these things, they back off. So the, before the people die hitting the ground, they're terrorized to the very last moment. So no future generations possible for them. No ability to, to nurse their, their offspring. And by the way, that that is, you know, so so the the breast for, you know, nursing, the natural antibiotics that then are given to the child is so crucial, is so important for the immune system, for the development. That's all taken away. So that's taken away, no future generations. Again, this is genocide. You know, this is big stuff. It's very hard to grasp, very hard to understand that how can people do such things? Well, again, they're absolutely evil. Now, it's hard to comprehend, but when you start to understand evil, and how it operates, and what it really is, and where it comes from, and what it's doing, 
it makes sense. It doesn't make sense in the fact of knowing that we should be able to move forward. You know, another thing, and I was talking to my wife about this, even though that we are in a, a fallen world, the earth is beautiful. We have beautiful mountains, we have beautiful forests, we have beautiful deserts, we have beautiful lakes, we have beautiful seas, we have beautiful rivers to enjoy. We have the ability to sustain ourselves, we can grow food, we have drinking water, we have resources. The, the world, or the earth, is really a beautiful place. And the, the cabal, the New World Order, is doing everything to taint it. With all the toxins, with all the chemtrail sprayings. You know, the other thing is all the medication that everybody's taking eventually ends up in the sewage. Which goes into the ground, which eventually seeps into the ground water that can be used for drinking. And so, as I've said before, that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. There has to be. Because this contaminated world has to be cleansed. Now, I've been working for the past couple of days. And by the way, thank you for your support. It's enabled me to do the next step. And that I've been working for the past couple of days setting up a 24-7 stream to continuously play my shows nonstop. And right now I've got loaded in about 265 shows. Many of them run over an hour, so I'm not sure. But I have also hundreds and hundreds of other shows that run two and three hours. So there's possibly going to be a thousand hours nonstop streaming when I'm finished. Now, the first media that I'm going to do this on, I had to secure a server, a server that was capable of streaming, and I did that. It took a couple weeks to get that done and through. And then I, 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 I kind of wavered back and forth on using um, different platforms for putting my shows on, but that always gives those people the ability to remove them. And so I chose to upload these on that server and using MP3 players as the media to play the shows nonstop. And they'll be mixed up. They're not going to be one after another. You may hear one and then you'll never hear another. But the whole point is that I'm going to make a, a choice to at least launch this on YouTube. Now, YouTube will, within time, take me off. They've done it before. They've always penalized me. They took away my, you know, ability to make any any uh, funds to generate the support for the shows. But there's going to be other platforms. As I was setting things up, I noticed that there are others. But I'm going to launch this on YouTube. I've already posted the link on my website at scotthensernetwork.org. Go to links. Right now, you'll just go to the YouTube page that has my commercial that I play for the shows. And um, 
So sometime today, I'm supposed to be certified and able to stream. So I'll be working on that this evening. If I can get that up and running, uh, then that's uh, that will be up, you know, by tonight or at least sometime this week. And, you know, the reason that I'm doing this again is that YouTube does have a very large audience of people searching. And if I can get a week, a month, six months on YouTube with someone to hear my teachings to have them comprehend that they need a deliverance, that they've got demons, that they're under a curse, and the only way through this is Jesus Christ, then I'm going to at least try my best to do as long. And, and you know, I tell you, again, you know, I, I met a couple people today. I was out in town and and it, there are people awake, and they need guidance. They need direction. They don't need to be yelled at. They don't need to be called stupid. They don't need to be um, cursed at. They need the love of God, and the only way to do this is to be a representation of that. Now, I can get a, a bit frisky myself. You know, I call myself the grumpy old exorcist because I am so tired of the lies. I'm so tired of, of evil people taking advantage of the innocent. Nothing irks me more, gets me more angry, than to see one abuse a child. And remember that we were all children once, and that we are children of the Most High God. And so to see God's people abused and to be murdered and to be tormented irks me. So just bear with me. You know, sometimes I get a little... I don't know, aggressive, and I can, and it, it isn't that uh, that I'm sorry that I do it. I just need to remember who I am, and that there are things to take place. You know, even even Jesus went after the money changers. He had a whip in his hand, and he's coming back with a sword. So we need to figure out what the tactics are and what we should be doing. All right, God bless you guys. We will see you Friday.